0: You, you know, we have a lot of expressions in the English language. I don't even know what I'm saying. What are we talking about? Where'd that come from? Most all of us use them every day. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means. You know, we just say them as if they really made as sense. they really made sense. I mean, how silly is that? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth?
1: What the f*** is he talking about? Okay, 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 you know who it is you know what it is welcome to appraise the phrase origins of everyday expressions where we're here to do three things unveil oh you what's know unveil the origin confirm the meaning and assess the value of common everyday phrases it's a me mario and i'm here as usual with my guy i'm feeling good i'm feeling good i'm here with my guy 20 williams 20 what's up man how you feel
2: yeah, like, yeah, like, what's going on, man? How's everybody doing out good, there, Good, we're man? good, we're good. I'm good. Hey. You know, you know, we always hey. good. You know, it's good to be back. I'm good to be on another show, man. And the show is amazing. I love I this. I appreciate you, brother. It is no, there is no show
1: without you. I have to say that as often as I can. or your oh, no,
2: no, 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 my brother. There's no show without you.
1: You know, it's bi-directional. Now, today, the reason why I always feel good on these shows, man, and it's because you know, we're always dying with presence we're always dined with you know they, they have a, there's another saying um never be the smartest person in the room or you're in the wrong room which would leave nobody in, in any room but in this case we're making it happen so I am happy overjoyed to bring on a mentor of mine good friend well-accomplished poet life coach professional coach all around amazing human being my man my guy Juan Mobile Juan, how are
0: you today, my friend? Thank you, thank you, Mario. I'm doing very well, better now that I'm with you and Trent. Oh, man, oh,
2: my man Juan, what's going on, big dog? How we doing? I'm
0: doing fine, and you know what? Thinking because I don't like you to fight about who this show could not be without. Let's just say it could not be the show without me, and, and we just settle on that. And we're gonna, l- yeah, oh,
2: yeah, I love yeah, yeah, Let's do that. I like Juan already, he's, he's a
0: peacemaker, and he's willing,
2: he's, will- gonna- he's willing. Oh, I was about to walk off unless he conceded. I was about to walk off unless he conceded. But since you're here, Juan, I appreciate you bringing the piece back onto.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It was volatile. It was volatile. <laughs> <laughs> now, really That's quickly, good. Juan. Yeah. Briefly, I'll give you an opportunity to to really, you know, allow a final word of of where where you sit, where you platform things. But for now, can you just give us a brief introduction to who you are? Sure. Sure.
0: Uh, well, you know, I'll i say the things that you know mean the most to me. If you there, will, we go. Right? That's I what we want to know. Uh, so, without an absolute order of importance, so that we're not, I'm going to get in trouble with somebody or somebody else. Right? Uh, or uh, you know, I, I was saying to Mario the other day, Tony, that uh, not only we come from a certain place, but we come from a certain time and certain people, right? Oh, well, I believe um, that. I believe that. I, I believe that. And, and certainly, that's it, it, it not only true for my poetry, but just how I see the world, right? So, I'm originally from Buenos Aires, Argentina, and I was a young, spirited, um, a, a young man, spirited, and willing to make a difference uh, during the years I recorded. The saddest politically for my country were, the, as, after the, a period of seven years of dictatorship, Close to 30,000 30, people disappear, In other words, were taken and never recognized. And many of them actually were killed, including robbing the children of women that were pregnant when they were uh, kidnapped. Right? And this was in Argentina? That was in Argentina, throughout the country, not just Buenos Aires, which is where I'm from. And I'm saying that because, uh, you know, if you were in Argentina at that time and if you had any intention to make things better, that's something that, uh, you know, is, the scar doesn't go away, right? You just learn to live with it. You know? mm-hmm. I, I remember I, uh, at some point I was listening to an interview to Maya Angelou, right? And she was talking about her childhood. Different story, but similar pain in terms of what she went through. And she said that for her to write, she had to sharpen her pencil on those old scars. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, anyway, uh, sorry if I I, I... I like tangents, I, I probably already went for one. But so, in Argentina, lived in New York, which is my other great city for twice as long as I live in Argentina. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a father of three young men, adults. One of them made me a grandfather twice. I'm a poet, which precedes even being married. And... Um, and also uh, outside of writing, you know, uh, and that's how I met Mario. I work in, you know, in the area of you could say leadership development. You know, how can you be not just more impactful, but how can you be more giving and present and generous with the people that entrusted with you, your direction? You know, in companies around the world. So, oh, yeah. that's awesome, man. That's yeah, awesome. I, we're I, in good I'm company, man.
1: Yeah, we're in good company. We're that's in awesome. good company. And Juan's work, you know, he says way more things than I've uh, been pl- blessed to uh read from him even though his writing is amazing. And that's why today's phrase. We we are not joking around with making sure we are able to peel back the layers of the phrases that we are appraising. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Today's phrase is the pen is mightier than the sword oh yes oh yes oh yes so before we get into webster's definition of that 20 where do you sit with where do you connect with the pen is
2: mightier than the sword um i connected with hierarchy you know what i mean i connected with hierarchy in a sense of you know the the ones that are I wanna say making the rules but that are controlling the this the ones that are controlling society aren't always the ones that are fighting for society. If that if 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 I can kind of like not really elaborate on that because I feel like that was that was very smooth. Leave my it alone. But uh that was very small. <laughs> just the ones the ones the ones that like you can make a rule that would last longer than a fight ever would. Man,
1: man, man.
2: You get what I'm saying? So it's like one of those situations where, you know, when, it, when you say the pen is mightier than the sword, I see a businessman talking to a soldier mm. when I hear that.
1: Beautiful imagery. Beautiful imagery, 20. Juan, what is your connection to the pen is mightier than the sword?
0: Well, let me start commenting on what 20 said, you know, uh, and to play on what you imagine, right, or you see, I would say uh, yes, that what a pen writes, so to speak, uh, leaves a more lasting mark than, you know, the stroke of a saw, that's for sure, you know. Uh, and, uh, you and I know through different experiences some of those uh, marks of the pen, right? the loss, you know. I'm thinking of the Jim Cross laws, you know what I mean? I'm thinking of uh, uh, what replaced the constitution in my country when it was banned, etc., etc. Right? So, so I was thinking of that. The other thing is, I don't know what this came from. Is It's almost like a, if we wanted to update that saying for the millennial crowd, we could say that the, the tweet is mightier than the draw yeah
1: (laughs) the tweet is mired in the drone that iteration i won't take credit but the 30 the the 30 year wikipedia when that that phrase overtakes this phrase in popularity i want that wikipedia to cite appraise the phrase episode with juan to say that it was first touted on this show the tweet is mightier than the drone that is where we are today I appreciate that you know
0: what we may want to do is we do want to stop and go to GoDaddy and register it right now right now right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right
2: now you gotta do your due diligence you gotta yeah you gotta do your due diligence nowadays man. you got
0: to so that Let's was keep... one thought. right that a couple of folks and they're all you know and this may connect to what I write you know when I write about something it's almost I see something, like you said, Tony, and then see where that goes, you know what I mean? Rather than I know exactly what the message is, sometimes the message finds me, of course, where well, yeah. I find something I didn't I was writing about, right? Yeah. So, when I think of the pen might and the sword, the metaphor, or literally, one of the things I think about is, and this is around the world, right, if you have proof of the power of the pen, see how many people actually gave their lives for what they wrote. Yes. Right? For that pin. How for many that people pin. gave their lives for that pen, Yeah. Know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, some of them people can say, you know, there's a saying dying by the sword, but he's dying by the pen too.
2: Yeah. There is dying man. Oh yeah. Man. Men. Nowadays nowadays a lot of our a, na- a lot of our our you know, I'm not gonna speak on it because it's not a political show. It can be everything. Nowadays politics. that's how a lot of our, our young soldiers out here are dying. Over something like in an happening. office building, absolutely. absolutely. In
1: an office space, but
0: to what you were saying, right? What you just sign is going to cost this number of casualties. Yes, right? yes. Soldiers and civilians, right? Yes, They're yes. Soldier and, and civilian. Ukraine. I don't want to get political, but who could ignore, right?
1: Yeah, right. no, it's. We're talking yes. reality I don't know Politics yeah. should have Some reality to it We're talking reality here Let's get into The, the dictionary definition Of the pen yes. is mightier Than the sword Webster's defines The pen is mightier Than the sword As writing Is more effective Than military power Or violence Okay so we hinted At it there It's more, more effective Let's um, I want to lead Usually I don't ask Leading questions But this time I kind of want to Where are you at Juan, yeah. with it being the, the writing is more effective. Uh, that word is sticking out to me in Webster's, our current time definition. Writing is yeah. more effective than military power. Talk to me.
0: It, it, it's funny because you know, uh, if, I, if I answer currently, I would say absolutely. I mean, uh, the power of social media, right? So we, t- we extrapolate pen to communicate, mm-hmm. to, set, mm-hmm. to send out your message. You know, the the how quickly the impact of what you said will be fair, right? Yes. It's just like exponential compared to, let's say, when uh, you literally was months before you saw your words in print or people may have a reaction to it, right? right? You know, it's immediate. You can't take it back, as we know. The other thing is, uh, I find, and this is part of being effective, which doesn't mean being positive, Yes, is, uh, and this is an opinion. I'm not saying that I have the research behind. Yeah, it, it seems that with social media, the obligation to be responsible for the accuracy of what you say is much lower. Yes, you yes. So, sitting yeah. you can ask
1: basically questions. you can say any shit you want. You can say any damn thing you want and for a minute, for, I don't know the exact time, and I'm sure that there's a stat out there, for a certain amount of time it is the it is the truth. <laughs> for a certain amount of time if you tweet it out or have said it in this yeah. vacuum, and it's only in a vacuum without any context it will be received as the truth for even a, a nanosecond.
2: It, it seemed like the truth is not upon facts of how many people have seen exactly. it. So if it's like it's something that has been seen by the masses, then it's deemed the truth. Yeah, not not the fact that a matter of that oh, this is something that you know we fact checked we've uh made sure we did the research. Nah, man, this is something that has been retweeted or re seen by millions,
0: so and it has, has to truth. be the truth. You know, I have a, a dear friend who retired, now, but was a chief editor of a very big newspaper, right? And he says. In my time, so to speak, if you, if you could not fact check it, it came off the air. Yeah. Yeah. Now it is. Yeah. If it's going to generate some reaction, let's keep Let's run it. Run. Let's run it. Yes. Let's and we, we have even a presidential example of uh, it's not about telling the truth. It's about, about what people are going to talk about.
1: What are they going to respond to?
0: It's
2: it's rather you'd rather
1: be first yeah. than right. Or truthful or even reality based. <laughs> Okay, that leads me. I'm glad you said that. Effective, the spectrum of effective, in what way, volume of time. Let's get into the first layer of the origin. All right. Origin round one. Okay, so the Assyrian sage, Ahikar, Back in seventh century BCE. Just for those listeners, I'm assuming viewers. I won't assume, but I will imply that you know that the smaller the the smaller the number in BCE is the 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 closer in time to now. Okay, just what was that? So seventh century BCE coined the first known version of. This phrase, "the pen is mightier than the sword," as we know it, one of his teachings of Icar, uh dating back to 500 BCE, states the word is mightier than the sword. So almost verbatim in 500 BCE. Okay, so that's where in this teachings that's a copy of that is 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 written and founded somewhere. And then let's move to the Greeks um, in 406 BCE. So remember, the smaller the number, the closer today. Uh, a playwright Euripides uh, wrote he, uh, he he was supposed to have written the tongue is mightier than the blade okay which would make you know it's the same old same old same old we're getting their communication as Juan said when we when we talk about the essence. Um, let's move to a different culture okay. Um, Abdul Fazi ibn Morabak. Um, who died in 1602 So now we're AD guys we're Like we're way past like before You know so we've a long time Since uh, the Greek playwright Euripides Who died and said this uh, supposedly um, This guy Murabach was a personal scribe To the visor uh, Akbar the Great who's very well I mean Akbar the Great Research him very well Very powerful He wrote um, A gentleman put in charge of fiefdom having been promoted from the pen to the sword and taken his place among those who join the sword to the pen and are masters of both peace and war so i'll repeat that he wrote a gentleman put in charge of fiefdom having been promoted from pen to the sword and notice the word promotion from pen to sword and taking his place among those who join the sword to the pen and are masters of both peace and war I'm taking that as, you know, there's decision makers, there's communication makers, there's people that frame the narrative and then you're brought into who enforces the narrative and those two in collection are masters of peace and war. And then lastly when we talk about the essence and where this comes from, the French emperor Napoleon Bonaparte. Now we know we all we all know Napoleon based on the, you know what I'm saying, how we're taught history. Um he was known to have a, a Said a lot of things during his military conquest, there is his his great success, if you want to deem it that. Okay, he said four hostile newspapers are to be more feared than a thousand bayonets. So four publications In newspaper, thousand guns, thousand guns, the old guns like you saw on um, on Looney Tunes, and then there are only. And he also said there are only two powers in the world: the saber, the sword, and the mind. And at the end, the saber is always defeated by the mind. Now, these all stand in isolation in very different times. These are not what pop- popularized the phrase, but they are introductions. All right. Coming back to my gracious, gracious folks uh, on the panel with me. Where do we sit? How do we feel now that this has been introduced in different parts of the world at different times? Uh, Tony, I'll, I'll start with you.
2: Uh,
1: Does one stand out for you?
2: No, no, it's not. You know what? Honestly, what really stands out for me is basically the transition from just brute violence to mental warfare. Mm. You get what Mm. I'm saying? In the beginning of time, if you wanted something, you grab a stick and you go get it. You know what I'm saying? If you had a problem with a village, listen, we're going to meet up. If you want to send your best man, I'll send my best man. If not, we all can fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And in the evolution of war, that's what it really is being becoming. Because not just it's not just the the fittest, the toughest, the you know what I mean, the the the, the best soldier is going to win you the war anymore. It's not that. It's the people behind the king's ear. It's mm. the people that are. In the church, it's the people that are are not, I don't want to say fit for battle, (laughs) but the war has been changed. You got to, you got to, throughout the times, you can see the evolution of war, the evolution of violence, as opposed to just being brute physical to mental. Because you can get somebody to do what you want way easier mentally. Yeah, then you it just beat, it. beat beat them into
1: into submission, and then and then subordination, and then
2: <laughs> because if you beat them, if you beat them or you kill them, then you have to do it. That was a why not get someone to do it There's for hostages. you? Hostages, literally the
1: host- hostages. That's something that yeah. the
2: Persians did, bro. The Persians. Yeah, Shout yeah, out yeah. to Xerxes. Juan. we're yeah. talking yeah. about this vaguely, but that's something that the Persians did. Yeah,
1: Juan talked to I, you. Know
2: I, what I mean? Dude, Instead of let's instead huh. of killing off everybody let's become the greatest conglomerate the greatest body of uh of war by mentally mentally you know conquering these these uh countries before physically conquering mm-hmm. and it takes a little so bit so when it comes to pen it's not just for me for 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 me it's not just writing down hey this is what's going on i think the pen is more or less Mental, more or less, on a mind, on a mind aspect than it is actual. You know, let me write down. Hey, stop yeah, fighting.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. If gotcha. I, if, gotcha. If, gotcha. If, if, if I'm not going beyond the tracks,
1: to no, you no, no, no. We'll Mark, get there. You know me. On. Well
2: I've
0: seen, we'll get there. Let's see. Juan. Where you at? Where you at with with, with you the know first layer? I was going to say uh, uh, also interesting because you can say you were talking about war and violence, etc. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not that the violence. Yeah. Ends with the 10. It's just a different dimension exactly. because you know uh, this is something I read a, a number of times, ago, a number of years ago. The what people say is the earliest form proof of right of written text is 5,500 uh-huh. years ago in Sumeria, mm-hmm. and and by and large, and this could be argued the the text the, the earliest written text were records of transactions of slaves. Mm. It was about buying and selling slaves. It was mm. not <laughs> yeah. uh, Whether writing, writing has made peace. With that sounds like some information, misinformation for you.
2: That's good Juan. I like that Juan. one. I like that one. Juan, I like that one. Actually, do me a favor. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you can say that yeah, again please. one more time for the audience, yeah, man. Yeah. because. That that was
0: that right yeah. there. hit, hit you, my you soul can look right it up. I'm sure there is also detractors, but uh, mm-hmm. both researchers, anthropologists, says that the earliest found, uh, you know, let's say uh, proof of writing, you know, of the written text, uh, mm-hmm. were uh, records of the slave transactions, of the buying and selling mm-hmm. of slaves. Well, you know, kind well, of like so, a, well. you can say like um, a controllers record yeah really like literally
1: like this is our line items for this transact these are the line items for how we're doing business and it comes down to in in, in slave trade let's 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 even contextualize a little bit more and i don't want to speak for you juan so tell me if i'm off is power it's a power dynamic slave is is economics and economics creates a stability stability create even we keep working up that uh hierarchy of, of of power you know yeah
0: and, and you know, I, I don't wanna be too mystical, but look mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta recognize that the origin or the first use of it was not poet. It wasn't poet, It's not No, it wasn't. You Beautiful. know what I mean? No it was no, there was another poetic about it, one was exactly. So I hope not we make poem peace poem. we make peace with the birth of of writing, if not the birth, you know what I mean? What seems to have been one of the most important things to write first of. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like exactly. It. Level you're of right. importance. But but
2: you're right. You hit it on the head, Mario, about power. Because regardless of what you say, if it ain't in that book, transaction source it of ain't truth. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Like you get, you that 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 writing it down became it more of a truth than actually physically doing something. So you get what I mean? Like that became more of true. That became more of the the way. <laughs> than actually saying, hey, we're going to we're going to enslave these people, but they're not going to be enslaved. They're, they're just captives until we write it down and we're being able to yo, log yo, it
1: down. And listen, um, and, and, it's and, awesome. and, and, and that
0: connection. You know, so co- I, I don't think it's any coincidence well, that you can say even today, but that uh, for so long, being able to read and write was a privilege, not a gift. Hey, that's that is like I think that's directly correlated. Yeah, and it makes me think of
1: it makes me you learn I, how to fight early. Yeah. It makes me think of it makes me think of um another phrase that now and I'll start as we continue to do this again season two, we're in here, um, is the, the the related the relation of some of these so the victor writes the story or something along those lines here we are here we are with a, a cousin yeah. to this phrase let's jump into the second layer of the origin where it popularized because you know we live in a society where we all live in America we live in a society where there's a certain hierarchy of of who said it to make it important or popular right so this sentence this phrase was coined uh and popularized by the english author edward bulwer lytton In 1839 so our last you know essence when we talked about was in the 1600s for Napoleon or 1700s from Napoleon and now we're up to the 1800s 1839 Uh, It was in a play of his called Richelieu or in you know the conspiracy So let's talk about Edward Bulwer lighton first before we get into that play So we'd like to know why it matters that this guy said it and what would influence someone to put this in their work Right, so he was a first Baron Lytton. you know he was a writer and politician. First of all, he served as a Whig member in the Parliament from 1831 to 1841. So again, politically not just in politics but a politician, you know he was a conservative. he was the Secretary of the State for the colonies and uh he chose Richard Clement Moody as the founder of of, of British Columbia BC over in Canada. Um, look up Richard Clement Moody. I don't, know, I don't know on the spectrum where he's at. Um, and then he also declined to be the crown of Greece uh, in 18, 1862 after King Otto uh, abdicated that. And he was also created the Baron uh, uh, Leighton of Nebworth in 1866. So well-connected politically as much as his writing, well-connected guy. But his writing and his, his selling his writing paid him well. So that's where he got um, a lot. That's where he got made his money. The reason why that's important uh, to note for me is because when he married um, a woman named Rosalina Doyle Wheeler, who's an Irish beauty at the time, so again, important things. He's not around just anything. He's around the prestigious stuff. He married her against the wishes of his mom, and uh, she withdrew his allowance, which it tells me he's from uh, somewhat of, of, of uh, not impoverished, of, of people. Yeah, he's of privilege. And it forced him to work for a living. So that made writing, you know, he, I got a right to, to, to eat. I have the right to live. And he has a certain standard of living. So that just makes me, if a f- person is going to write, the pen is mightier than the sword and the communication is bigger than physical violence or physical warfare. You got someone who lived a quality life, lives a quality life, and had writing communication be a means to their, to their ends as far as just economically. Um, and his writing and political work actually strained his his marriage with her, and they and they divorced. So that's how much how mighty the pen is uh, in Edward Lytton Bulwer's or Bulwer Lytton's life. All right, Juan, talk to me a little bit about uh, Edward Bulwer Lytton. Where does that put you with the phrase in 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 his contribution?
0: Uh, well, it's interesting because you can say several things, right? Because after all, he was among the privileged. He was not like. Right. He rose from the bottom, thanks to the pen. Right. Right. So the first thing that comes to me is uh, the pen. You know, they said the saying, "You were born with a silver spoon in your mouth." Yeah. Well, some some people are born with a pen available. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one more time, uh, one more time, nice, nice and, and loud. Yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah. You know, some of us are born people. Are I don't born know, prepared. Prepared in the foot. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, and I'm saying it, it maybe now is, you know, and that's the, great, the amazing thing about social media of the internet is to the to which it uh, the possibility to express your thoughts and have other people know what they are. It also, I think, lower the bar when you look at everything that gets. <laughs> future, yeah right yeah in other words it's a lot to weigh yeah. through but there is something to you know like for instance just talking about poetry alone uh, for instance uh people that submit poems to journals and journals themselves has grow exponentially in the world. You know, right uh, it's cheaper you don't need to print it uh all you have to do is write something and send i'm not talking about the published book. So. You know, the great news is more people are expressing their feelings. Mm-hmm. The, the tough part is is a lot of crap out there, too. Yep, yeah, right? yep.
1: That's
0: real. Uh, uh, um, so anyway, back to the guy. Right? So I was thinking, um, interesting how he understood the power. Yes, yes. How to turn that into... In the... the other thing I was thinking, and this is back to something Tony said before when he was talking about war and the soul. You know, one thing that the sword and the pen have, and I'm talking about a specific sword, a specific pen, let's say a fountain, Mm -hmm. is you have to wield them. Mm. In other words, if I was going to kill my enemy, I was as far as the length of a sword. Mm -hmm. And you can almost talk, not exclusively, but one way to talk about the evolution of war is as increasing the distance between you Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. And how? And how? And what? What has yeah. range? A pin. Exactly. And I think when you are, I mean, I never wield a sword or knife necessarily. Certainly not to uh, skewer anyone. Anyway. I would say, uh, but where is the pin or the of the sword? You could say that you could not not be aware of what you are about to. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, so whatever all that. Means, right? Yeah, exactly. And now, if you go to the other extreme, if and I'm saying because you know it could be effective as a weapon. I mean I was reading about it in the Ukraine right now, one of the most effective words works to fend off the Russians is a small tech group that is yeah. handling drones. Yeah, yeah, and that's how they get... <laughs> In Kiev, for instance, right? Yeah. So, great. I mean, I, in that context, I go, well, I'm glad they, they protected the city, blah, blah, blah. But it's interesting because how aware you are of the damage you're going to cause when you are in front of a screen versus you're holding a soul. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, I it,
1: des- I mean. it, it desensitizes the power that you wield, it
0: makes you a little yeah. bit more yeah. reckless, I would say. Yeah. It disassociates you from. You know, what you have to do with what you're about to do. Right? And I know to. this is not talking about um, our friend Edward, but... Um, no, no, no. It, uh, it, it, he's just a jumping off
1: point. He's actually inconsequential because... And I'm actually going to just jump to the third part of the origin. Because in the play, in the play, Richelieu, The Conspiracy, it was about someone else named Cardinal Richelieu. Uh, and he, you know, um, Edward says that he, he had license with dates and details. That he indulged when writing this And so the line where the pen is mightier than the sword Comes into play In that play is True this beneath the rule of men Entirely great The pen is mightier than the sword Behold the arch Enchanter's wand itself A nothing But taking sorcery from the master hand To paralyze the caesars And to strike the loud earth breathless Take away the sword States can be saved without it I take from that that look, we can war all we want to. There's masters of war in this physical realm, but we can save the state. We can do. We can. We can prov- provide sorcery to guys like Caesar, war champions like Caesar, without the sword. Lay it down. Now it's important to say, like, why is this in this play about this guy, right? So who is Richelieu? He was a powerful political figure. So politics, you cannot separate politics from this phrase. I'm just going out there to say it. You, it's hard to. It'd be, you'd be hard-pressed, I'll say. You'd be hard-pressed to, to separate politics. Richelieu was a powerful political figure who sought to consolidate royal power, and by restraining the power of the nobility, he transformed France into a strong centralized state. In foreign policy, his primary objective was to check the power of the Habsburg dynasty in Spain and Austria, a very strong dynasty, and ensure French dominance in the Thirty Years' War, that engulfed Europe and we know about the 30 years war If you want to know more about the 30 years war go research it um, But it's 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 pivotal It's pivotal in in European European history Now Richelieu <laughs> to, to just add more context like that's what he was about That's what he did good for France Right good for France learn some stuff Richelieu was frequent has frequently been depicted In popular fiction Principally as a lead oh. villain in, in Dumas' 1844 novel The Three Musketeers And in numerous film adaptations He's a bad guy <laughs> He's a bad guy in in, in in fiction And you we know And we can kind of imply What fictional cinema does It, it, it gives license to tell a, Another side of the truth Another perspective So he's a villain In Three Musketeers yeah. Which we all root for The Three Musketeers You know what I mean So if this play About this French guy Whose main idea was to empower France, France to, to eternal dominance, is what the eyesight is. Eternal dominance, and he's depicted as a villain, so think about that. That play opened in London's Covent Garden Theater in 1839, um, and Queen Victoria was, in, was there. And it was a success and it went crazy. It was just big because Queen Victoria was there witnessing this play about this Frenchman. Right. So now it's big off that. Like, that's why this is last, the popularization. And then Edward Sherman Gould, who's a a writer, a famous writer at the time, said of Boulware, he had the good fortune to do what few men can hope to do. He wrote a line that is likely to live for the ages. Now, we know that this essence was prior to him, but he positioned it in a place where those in privilege, those in power, those who have access to that pen, Juan was talking about, were present. And now this phrase lives through the ages. And so it quickly gained currency. um, And by the 1840s, it was commonplace. So it became a thing after a play about a French villain um, was seen by Queen Victoria. She loved it. That one line stood out. And here we are today. 20. Where does that yeah, put that, you? Oh, go ahead, Juan. Go ahead, Juan.
0: No, one more piece. Is Richelieu was a cardinal. So now we talk about politics. We can bring religion, too. And we can bring right. Thank you for not letting us miss that. Because they try to separate
1: uh, church and because state.
0: I, I would say because at least you could say. Right? Without going into four or again, is just like not every got the no, not everybody got the ten. Uh, different texts have different power, right? Because when you call something sacred, call it the ten commandments, you know the Torah or, the, or uh, certainly the Quran, right? Yep. Uh, justifiably or so, it produces a different reader than let's say a pamphlet about the
2: daily of the court. exactly not. but exactly. you know what honestly um uh, to go back to what you were saying mario i feel like uh one like if you if you are if you're a fan of the three musketeers majority of the premise of the musketeers are it's always them being in this representation the sword And it's always somebody in the (laughs) cardinal's ear or it's always somebody and someone, you know, it's always somebody's in the king's ear. Usually be the cardinal, usually be the church or usually be this that is feeding false information or is feeding their own agenda into the into the ear of the king. And that's where the eternal battle Mm -hmm. comes in when it comes to the three musketeers. You know what I'm saying? So I'm assuming this play I'm, I'm assuming that this play had to deal with something in that realm of hey, this is why the pen can be mightier than the sword because if I have your ear, I can really dictate my agenda. And I'm pretty sure that the queen <laughs> felt that personally. You get what I'm saying? And, 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 and the second contents of that <laughs> is that of course, if you want something to last, what are you going to put? What are you going to do? You're going to get the people that is in control of things that are lasting. You're going to get the people that are in control of the gatekeepers of history and the gatekeepers of the future in one room to say, hey, man, this, this play right here, but not just this play, this line, because it resonated with me personally. It, oh my gosh. Yep. And so it's like, in, in, in its own sense, the layers of the pin being mightier than the sword, because he got his his legacy to live way longer than, you know, an Achilles or way longer than a, a, a Goliath. Right. Way longer than someone who's got their legacy
0: off of the war off heroes, of, yeah. off of pure
2: strength. But now, heroes. hey, yeah. I have my legacy. I didn't have to pick up a sword. And my name rings a lot, a lot harder than most of these guys who died for their country. So, like, like man, yeah, it's, hey, it's in that sense, man. It's really dope. Like I said, man, you, you got to always have oh, man. the contents of what they said and how they say it. The contents and the time and, and where they were and what mindset they're in. When you say these idioms and because it really shows you what the meaning is or what the purpose of
1: it. Yeah, when you're saying it, what the purpose of it, what drove it? it, it, What drove it 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 to to, to, to coming to life.
2: Because there's a guy that had to go off its own merit. You get what I'm saying? Not physically, but mentally had to go off his own merit, build his way up to put himself in this situation, and he did it all by the pen, and it's like when you're sitting up here, you look back and you're like, okay, how did I accomplish what I accomplished? I wrote my way to the top. You know what I'm saying? Some of these, some of these people that are or maintained mainly, the is people his people that are his mainly, power. you know what it is, the people that are mainly by people in power, are mostly military. Whenever you see these movies and you go into the war room with the president, everybody around them is somewhat military-based. That's just what <laughs> yeah. they want to show you and what they want you to believe that yeah. this is how you yep. become a hierarchy. But now, you know what I'm saying? The people that are smart enough to know that, I don't have to pick up a gun. I don't even know how to shoot. I don't even know, have to know how to shoot a gun to be in that room. To be in that room. You get what I'm saying? So it's like it's always been God somebody damn it. in that room
1: God damn it. that has yeah.
2: never slain a sword but that is that that will ha- that will say something and have the general or the lieutenant or whatever the case may be, be quiet. And usually it's always those <laughs> ones that are going against each other. It, usually, you know, what I'm saying that's just in the in the media and everything that I've seen it's usually always the, the main lieutenant, the main captain and the main right hand man that's in the, in, in the king's ear going head to head. Battling and seeing who can get their own agenda or who can get their agenda across to the king or to the emperor first.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and that's also the hopeful part, right? That, for instance, now that the pen, I would say that that if you have something important to say and you know how to say it, it might have oh, a course. bigger impact than good Yes. That's something I, I had to learn at all. Yeah. At an older
2: age, one is like how to how to get what I want. It's I'm reading a book called "The Art of It's Inception versus Inception. It's like it's like how can you get what you want by by having people feel like it was their idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I like to think, and 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 to add to add to this, in addition to those things, I like to say that now we're in a space, I mean, it's always been that way in a sense, but now we're in a space we're really seeing where the word, the communication, can be so powerful, actually, so mighty. That it draws out physical violence. I can't retaliate with the same level of power in my words. So I got to fucking punch you. I got to hit you. I have to hit you because I can't meet that. It's evoked such an emotion, such a strain on my reality that I have to respond with physical force because I am either not in position, you are in an oppressive state, or I have lost so poorly in this battle of words and communication that I am going yeah. to the physical realm.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think that, you know, I think, you know, bottom online you know, if we don't depend, language mm-hmm. is power. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I said more than once that I think I'm thinking of some people that should remain nameless, but I think some people should get a license to speak. Yes. Because they could be yeah. just as dangerous as people that get a license to carry a, a weapon. Absolutely.
1: Listen, let's actually let our pen be super mighty. Let's. Add some words to the let's add some written word to all this stuff that we're saying, what we think, so it can be echoed in the chambers of eternity via my spreadsheet. Mario, before you do
2: podcast. that,
1: let's praise, praise this it, phrase. I want to
2: say this yes, to the audience. If you're looking for yes. an amazing, amazing example where the pen is mighty than the sword, go read or find a movie based on Othello. The the story of Othello yes. is an amazing and amazing depiction of how the pen can be mightier than the sword. Go ahead. I don't want to digress oh, into I love that it. but because Let's it's do it. amazing. It's an amazing story uh, manipulated by one of his great. Of uh, you know Othello and how he was my you know, friends. Othello, of course, was one of the the I would say one of those ones that came from nothing. Through hard hardship, got his respect through hardship and and fighting and everything like that. And it was a person who betrayed him by just really uh mental manipulation. Mental manipulation. And, and, gotcha. and it's just a really gotcha. great, it's a really great writing. It's a really great story. I believe that that's a really great example of how the pen can be mightier than the sword. Not just writing uh laws down, but really mental like we talked about in the beginning of this, uh more of an on a mental aspect. So thank you, Mario for letting me see.
1: Got you. Beautiful.
2: Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Let's get let's grade it
1: then. Let's grade it with all those things combined. Let's grade it. We got a three part grading scale, a three part grading rubric. A through F scale, we got the power grade, the impact. When it's said, does it hit the, the, the recipient? Does it impact the say or does it impact the environment when it's spoken? Then we got our speed grade, the eloquence. Is it just a flow off the tongue? Does it, does it Is it nice to say? Does it satiate you when you say it or hear it? Um, and then we've got our guest preference. Juan is going to give us an overall total total summation of the speed, the power, the history, his personal feelings, how often he wants to continue to use it or use it in the past and give us a grade. Again, A through F scale. 20, we'll start with you on the power grade. Give me the grade for power. For Honestly, man, I give
2: it an A. Uh, a? And because once you really start yeah. understanding uh, A minus, like, give the A minus, what they mean and not not going literal as, oh, yeah, I'm going to fight you with, when you have a sword with a pen. You get what I'm saying? Like, of course, that's not what they mean. You know, yeah. Uh, but when you start to mm. dig deeper into it, I feel like it's showing you that you don't always have to be a warrior. You don't always have to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. don't always have to fight. You don't always have to be
0: mm-hmm.
2: on the offense or the defense. You get what I'm saying? I think I think mm-hmm. once you start giving it those layers, it becomes more powerful because yeah. you can also say it in a sense of someone who was once a warrior and cannot be in that same <laughs> mentality or cannot, don't have that same ability anymore that, hey, there's mm-hmm. something after the fight. Yeah, You know Their what experience I mean? And, and I feel like when, that, yeah. when majority of the time people are saying it, it's a sense of saying, hey, look, you don't always have to fight because sometimes that doesn't get you everything that you need. Sometimes you got to be a little bit smarter. Sometimes you got to have those words to say to get what you want. So I think I, I definitely give it a, a more of an A minus if I said that to right a-. the right first time. I give it more of an A minus. I'ma step that because I feel like yes, it does have its own sense of power. But once you start to layer it, once you start to dig deeper, then it becomes even more powerful. So that's why I didn't give it an A plus because it's not. As powerful as it can as it is once you start digging deep. It's still powerful, yep. but it's once you start deep and deep. I feel like if it was an A plus, you wouldn't have to have to dig deep to get that. I agree. I'm with you. A minus. A minus. A-. A
1: All right. I'm gonna yes. jump into the speed. Appreciate your 20. Yes. Um, the pen is mightier than the sword. Way too many um syllables, to be quite honest. The pen is mightier than the sword. I think um it's Does, though, possess the right amount of flow to circumvent all that syllable work, all that mouth work. I have to do this to say it. um, It actually are the right set of words to to get it out. So the pen is mightier than the sword. I think that ear, too, is getting me. But it's it's still, I would say, um, edible. It's an edible phrase. So I'll give that because of that. I'll give it a B minus B minus because, you know, a, a, a child wouldn't say it, so they're not going to keep it alive. A child wouldn't say it, and, and there's our phrases that a young person without any other context can say and keep alive. So B minus. There we go. Now Juan, pull it all together for us. Yeah. Those two things included, plus your personal experience, your personal feelings, the history. What do you grade it?
0: What's your overall grade for it? Right, yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. We're not just grading. Its value, but also its impact. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, power. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so I would, you know, I'm with I'm, I would say probably uh, uh, in the, you know, I would give it a B plus or A. And a I tell you why. I think over time, the more a phrase has been around, the more it proves mm-hmm. that it's outlasted anything else, right? We're, look, we're talking here about something that was first said 500 years before BCE, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So that's uh, pretty heavy, uh-huh. right? Um, I think, you know, as a poet, you know, I am almost obsessed about take and prune every word that is not absolutely essential. And I think that you couldn't say what that means without that number of words. So from that point of view, I think that could it be shorter? Yeah, but could it say the same? I don't think so. Yeah, me. I don't think it would say. I don't think it would have the
2: same meaning if it wasn't what it was.
1: If it was just the pen is mighty yeah. or
2: something. Yeah. All right, so
1: you well, know, I got to uh, challenge you though. I'm, Go.
0: Yeah. No. No, and I was going to say now I was, uh, and that gray does not neglect that the source of. It. Mm.
1: Still, a lot right. Still, the source. Still, so B plus or A minus. We got it, We got to We got to hard line it. You got Oh, to, yeah, you I got to gotta commit. You got to commit. Pick. You got to commit. Uh, it won't get stamped without a commitment. B plus. B plus. Stamp it. Plus. Beautiful. 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 Do I have to sign? Do I have to put my signature? We just stamped it. I would love your signature, but you know what? First. <laughs> Ron, you grace. appraised the phrase. Thank you. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. Take a minute, take a minute to just give the people, the listeners, the viewers, one more look into your mind, where we can find your work, and how we can best support.
0: Thank you, thank you. Well, like like I said at the beginning, one of the things that I feel defined by is writing. Write the pen, particularly poetry. And Literally, uh, by April 15th, my first chapbook of poems will be available. Woo! Uh, 15th. Okay. 15th. and uh well, by the 15th it should be available in places like amazon and barnes and noble online which i'm happy because it could get out of the united states and not be limited to hero it could be ordered now i don't know you, you, if you want you can always put a link so i'm yeah. very no, happy it will be about in the show that. notes yeah right yeah you'll be able to access that in the, the show home, notes y'all and now that I talk about the, the source, oh, I think there are source and pens in my poems, right? But the title of the poem is, is Contraband. Ooh, Contraband. And, and I call it Contraband. The first poem is called Contraband, so it would explain why I call it that. But the idea would be that uh, when everything could be outlawed, you need to be very clear about about what you said aloud. Mm. Or, or like I said, or you may want to master one cover.
1: Yes, sir. I love it. Exactly. I love it, Juan. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Please go support April fifteenth. This will probably be out after that. But go get it in the show notes. You'll be able to click before we let you go, Juan. I have one more thing to ask of you. Actually, twenty yes. has one more thing to ask of
2: you. Okay. All right, Juan. This is one of my favorite segments of the show, man. Uh, if you if you are in seeker of knowledge, and this yeah. is only for the seeker of, of knowledge, all right? <laughs> we, we came across, me and Mario came across this book called The Dictionary of Misinformation, and what we like to do is just inform people that have been misinformed, all right? And what we do is we ask our guests at the end of every show, so we the reason why we do it at the end of every show, I, I feel like we have to explain, is because we don't like arguments. you know how sometimes when people believe something one and you try to tell them what's right about what they believe and they still want to argue with it because they feel inside their heart that they this is what they've learned so it is the truth when honestly they just been misinformed so this is what we like to have this segment do at the end it's just inform the misinformed with uh hit me with that hit me with that oh we're gonna use the dictionary of misinformation oh yes Oh, yeah. One more time. One more time for for the people in the back of room. The Dictionary, Dictionary of Misinformation. Let's get it. The Dictionary of Misinformation. And what we do, Juan, we ask our guests for one letter. One letter. That's all we ask. It could be your favorite letter in the alphabet, A through Z. Just give us one letter. And what we do is, with that letter, we use that to find which misinformation we're about to correct. Yes. So, okay. Juan, we're asking you right now. Just give us one letter, A to Z. Okay, I'm gonna go with M. M, the big M. M. Mario, he's going with M for Mario. There we go.
1: Oh, okay. I like this one. <laughs> um, macaroni. Let's go with macaroni. What? What? Macaroni. A, what the, wait, wait, macaroni? macaroni. There's some, inf- macaroni. There's some misinformation. macaroni. There's some misinformation out here about macaroni. Let's see if it's been cleared up by now. Hey, Is it?
2: You ready? Okay, so America... I have a misinformation. Before you do that, Mario, go, wait, go, wait. Before go, you do that, go. I have a misinformation about macaroni. Macaroni is not to be served wet. Okay, I'm go
1: fair ahead. with that. I'm go fair ahead. with that. <laughs> macaroni. Okay, listen here. Macaroni in America is a type of pasta, right? That we know it, you know, and, 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 and it's going hard macaroni it's a staple in American dishes especially soul food uh black households um uh, however though in Italy a macaroni plural macaroni is a generic term for like eight kinds of pasta macaroni isn't just one pasta it's a variation of eight pastas vermicelli spaghetti and a half dozen others macaroon comes from the same source we are being lazy macaroni doesn't actually exist in the way we know it it's a bunch of when you say I'm having macaroni, you could be having twelve different pastas. Folks, get get with the times. Learn what pasta you're eating. Thank you very it's much, ladies elbow. and gentlemen. It's Thank you. It's not just you, elbow, home. y'all. It's not just elbow, guys. Come on. It's not we just appreciate elbow. Appreciate your y'all. time, Juan. <laughs> you can find out.
0: Like, Juan, like,
2: what? What's going on? Yeah, you can <laughs>
0: That information is gonna change my life. Maybe my next chapter is gonna be called macaroni. I'm telling you,
2: please, please put it put it to paper, Juan, so we can spread. not just so Juan. If you come across any women that say they know how to make a mean macaroni and cheese, say, Juan, say Juan, which you one. Go ahead and try.
1: Which one? All righty, <laughs> We appreciate y'all You can find us on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify, YouTube We're brought to you by the Underdog Podcast Network Please like, subscribe, leave a comment Be a part of the community You can find us at www.appraisetephrase.com And always remember That value is in the eye Of the appraiser We'll check y'all next week
0: Yeah like